When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I am Paul Stevenson. And today is June the 9th and we remember a legendary keyboard player who was born on this day in 1941, the brilliant John Lord. His work with Deep Purple and for six years with Whitesnake will be brilliantly remembered. Some of those solos, especially in tandem with Richie Blackmore, were remarkable. We miss John Lord greatly. And someone who very much is still with us, thankfully, is former guest on Vintage Rock Pod, Mick Box from Uriah Heap. Happy days. Mick is 75 years young today and sadly the only remaining original member of the band that is still with us, but he's still recording and touring, which is great to see. And please do check out my interview with Mick on episode 23 of Vintage Rock Pod. But for today's This Day Rock story, we go back on this day in 1972 when an American icon signed his first major record contract. Yes, 50 years ago today, Bruce Springsteen signed his first major record contract with Columbia Records. He quickly began assembling the E Street Band, which would obviously back him for many, many years. Now with me to talk about the boss is the best man for the job, Lee McCormack, from the Tramps Like Us podcast. It's all about Bruce Springsteen. And I started by asking him about the E Street Band and how important they were to Bruce's success. Extremely we need to think about where Bruce was in his career at the time, early 70s, right? He had almost a decade playing in bands around the Jersey Shore, you know, going up to New York City to play clubs with the Castiles. Uh, late 60s, he gets into heavier music. He puts together Steel Mill, which is like a four-piece hard rock band. He breaks that up. There's Dr. Zoom and the Sonic Boom. There's the Sundance Blues Band. There's the Bruce Springsteen Band, which is different than the E Street Band. That band had a lot of members, even a violin player. But nothing's cutting it for him, right? So he breaks it all up. He becomes a solo acoustic singer-songwriter, right? He starts to focus on his writing, developing themes and characters that he would explore in his songwriting for the next uh, 50 years, right? This is when John Hammond finds him, uh, signs him to Columbia, right? He auditioned as a solo acoustic performer. He was touted as the next Bob Dylan, right? Spearheading that early 70s singer-songwriter folk movement with uh, like James Taylor and John Prine, uh, Loudon Wayne, right? You know, even though he was signed as a solo f- acoustic folk singer, songwriter kind of guy, he knew he was a rocker at heart, right? He knew, like, just put me on stage and I will level it to the fucking ground. So while he's recording this acoustic material, he's working in some Jersey Shore musician buddies. You know, as he tours the Greetings album and then follows up with Wild Innocent East Street Shuffle, he's putting together the ultimate band, right? The different personalities of the characters in the band, you know, black and white musicians. The integration of the band would also be key to the music, essential to delivering Bruce's brand of, uh, you know, folk, R&B, soul, rock and roll. 
The E Street Band would prove crucial in helping Bruce achieve things with his music that he could not do alone. You know, a lot of that has to do with the band. Bruce and the E Street Band are at the top of the list. And 50 years on, I mean, what, what kind of legacy does Bruce leave behind? Well, number one, it's got to be his songs, right? He's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. There's, no, there's so much thought, compassion, and empathy in his songwriting. It's unbelievable to me. He's just so damn good, right? Even outtakes that didn't make it to official recordings, right? The quantity and quality of music is astonishing. Uh, doing this Springsteen podcast, Tramps Like Us, the last seven years, I've done a lot of analyzing of Springsteen music, it never ceases to amaze me at the depth in his lyrics and characters, right? Sure, sometimes he'll miss with a recording or an arrangement. You know, Springsteen has been known to try many, many versions of lyrics until he gets it right, right? Same lyrics, but with a different chord progression or a different arrangement or a different band. You know, should this song be a rocker or a ballad? Should he play all the instruments himself? Or should he use the E Street Band on this song? You know, he famously tried Nebraska, with the E Street Band, but couldn't beat the four-track demo cassette that he kept in his back pocket the whole time, right? So he put that out. Uh, for the most part, his lyrics have always been extremely strong, right? Always solid. So to me, his legacy will always be one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. But we can't forget Bruce Springsteen as a live performer and entertainer, right? One of the best ever. Still to this day in his 70s, you won't find a better live act. Three to four hour shows, uh, 30 song set lists, changing many songs night to night, taking crowd requests on the spot, right? It really is incredible to be in the same room with Bruce and the E Street Band performing live, sharing the music, sharing the energy with the audience, right? It's a religious experience, right? We've heard it before, but it, it really is. Right, Bruce has just announced an international tour with the E Street Band for 2023, their first since 2016. So do yourself a favor, experience live firsthand while we still can. The incredible Bruce Springsteen and the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, love-making, earthquaking, Viagra-taking, justifying, death-defying, legendary E Street Band. And a huge thanks to Lee McCormack there. If you're a fan of Bruce Springsteen, then you have to check out Lee's podcast series. It's called Tramps Like Us. And of course, you can get on all good podcast platforms. Well, that's it for June the 9th then. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about a musical legend who was knighted on this day in the mists of time. Until then, though, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.